Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. Craziest story that's going on right now in the streets is what's going on with the Houston Rockets and Daniel House Jr. Have you heard this? So apparently, Daniel House Jr. hasn't been playing the last couple of games. And come to find out that the reason that he wasn't playing was he allegedly had a young lady in his room in the bubble. Now, at first, I thought it was just your random IG model. But it was a little deeper than that. It was actually a lady that was doing the testing for the Rona in the bubble. Now, I had talked about this a while back on BSO. And I think I actually had did a, um, an IG video about that as well, BSO TV on Instagram. I had did an IG video about how it would be difficult to sneak in a woman into the bubble. But there are always going to be women in the bubble, be it housekeeping, be it uh, the caterers, the, you know, and, and in this case, the bubble tester. So she's caught on camera going into the Rockets Hotel. It looks like the Rockets in the hotel that they're in, they're the only team that's in there because a lot of teams have been eliminated. So she's caught on tape going in there doing, um, can you still say demon hours or demon time like Tori Lorenz or Lenance? Or you can't say that anymore. I'm not sure. You know, after he allegedly shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot. I'm not sure if you can still say that or not. I'm not sure. Well, let's just, I'm old, so let's do old school. It was a late night creep. A booty call, so to speak. So, she caught on camera. The NBA caught her. She wasn't like um, the, the, the guy from the Seahawks. Remember, he tried to sneak in the girl and, and put her in some Seahawks gear to try to get past security. That, that didn't work out well for him as well. She just she just walked she walked through several security checkpoints, uh, according to the story uh, that you can check out on Black Sports Online. Um, now, here's the the, the 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 crazy thing about it, the interesting thing I should say, is that initially everybody's like, okay, you know, Daniel House Jr. got caught slipping. You get caught slipping, you gotta you know punish, you gotta get punished for it. But Daniel House kept saying, hey, it wasn't me. He kept proclaiming his innocence. It was like, hey, listen, like Eddie Murphy Raw, like, wasn't me. You ever, you ever seen that segment on Eddie Murphy Raw? Some of you may be too young for that. Eddie Murphy has a segment. If you ever seen Eddie, first off, well, a couple of things. If you go watch Eddie Murphy Raw, just remember this was 1987, not 2020. So obviously some of the jokes wouldn't fly right now. Just as a heads up, but... Go look, go check out Eddie Murphy Raw. 
He's talking about how, you know, some women will stay with men even when they cheat, you know, if, you know, the loving is good. And he said his boy got caught. His girl saw him coming out of some other girl's house. And then when he the, the girl confronted him, he said, look, wasn't me. And she was like, I saw you. It was You got the shirt that I bought you, you had on. Look, it wasn't me. And then the girl was like, well, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> Go check that out on your YouTubes. But House was like, it's not me. And everybody just kind of rolled their eyes like, okay, okay, it wasn't you. Of course, I got you. Wink, wink. Alas, it may not have been him. Uh, according to some um, new information, it appears that the woman said she was there for Tyson Chandler and another Rockets player that for some reason is secret. They, they had no problem throwing Tyson Chandler under the bus. But the other Rockets player, they just kept that to themselves. I wonder why. I'm just, I mean, I'm not throwing nobody under the bus. I'm not Takashi 6 9 in it. If I would have known who the player was before, or if I know now, I can't tell you if I do or not, I wouldn't put it out there. It's none of my business who the who the bubble girl tester is going to. But I do feel bad if they just threw Daniel House under the bus because it's a lot easier to tell Daniel House to not play than um, some other players on the Rockets if you smell what the Rockets cooking. You understand what I'm saying? There's some other players, you know, no NBA ratings and things like that. There's some other players on the Rockets that let's just say they must play regardless of what the bubble girl tester was doing. I cannot confirm or deny I know who those players are. But you do not have to be CSI social media to figure it out. I get the feeling a, a lot more of this will come out uh, very, very soon. So you stay uh, locked in to, to Black Sports Online, and we'll be sure to have all the information for you. Uh, by the time that you're listening to this, an NFL game will be played. Uh, the NFL season is starting. Some fans, some not fans. It's going to be interesting. You, you know, I think a lot of us have gotten used to watching the basketball with no fans, gotten used to watching the baseball uh, with no fans. Now we're going to have to get used to watching NFL with limited fans or fake crowd noise, things like that. Hopefully, uh, they've been pretty good with the coronavirus testing. What I've learned, really, about the coronavirus testing is this. Uh, is if you got enough money, you, you're going to be, uh, you, your team, your corporation or whatever is going to be okay. If you got enough money, because, I mean, they got those tests where you just get it and they know like five minutes later. The problem with the coronavirus is if you, you know, if you're poor, you don't have any money, you know, your insurance is not good, you know, things like that, you know, you can't test, you can't get tested. Or they say, hey, you got it. They're like, just go home. Like, you don't have the, the biggest medical professionals available to you. But, you know, if you're the NFL, you're the NBA, you're the NHL, you're MLB, as long as you know. Your people are not going to the strip club. Uh, shout out to uh, Lemon Pepper Lou. I mean, as long as the players are doing the right thing, maybe not having the bubble testers in their room in the late night hours, everything's going to be all right. Now, granted, 
NFL players are not the brightest um, players in the world. See uh, DeAndre Baker for more reference for that. But uh, I think they're going to be okay. Interesting, the NFL is going to, somebody could die and the NFL would still uh, complete that season. So let's, yeah, let's not get it twisted. I mean, literally someone could die on the field and they have coronavirus and they would still probably try to com- com- complete the season. The NFL only cares about cash. The only color they see is green. <laughs> That's all that matters there. With that being said, I think we all are excited, you know, for the NFL season to start. Just sports in general is just, you know, you got to, it's kind of weird. It feels a little bit strange. You know, it's like, man, I like looked up and I'm like, hey, the NFL season starts today. That's wild. It's like there's so many other things that are going on in the world. So many more important things that are going on in the world in sports. It's like, you know, the sports are coming, be it the boxing, the UFC, the NFL, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like you still just feel like it's there, but, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same. You know what I mean? Have you ever been like cheated on? You know, and you stay in a relationship, it, it, it's not the same. Like, you still maybe enjoy the relationship. You still maybe love the person. But it's something you can't get around that. We can't get around what's happening in 2020 uh, just because we want to see what's going on with Patrick Mahomes um, and Deshaun Watson. You just can't get around it. You can watch it, you can enjoy it, but you can't get around it. So I'll be watching and you'll be watching, but... It, has, it just feels, the whole year, this whole year just feels different, you know, and not in good ways either. But the season has made it. Thankfully, not a bunch of players have caught uh, the Rona or anything like that. So we have to see how it goes. You know, MLB had a rough uh, start to it, but now they seem to be doing pretty well. So we have to see how it goes. But let's keep it moving to our next segment. What in the blue hell? You, you knew we had to, to talk about this, right? Now, I know it may make some people uncomfortable, but th- this is what you listen to the show for. You want to know what's going on with this stuff. Don't pretend like you don't want to know. I know you want to know because I can see the stats. I can see what's trending. I can see what's viral. You want to know. Does Odell Beckham like to get pooped on? That's what you want to know. I know. That's why it's what in the blue hell. That's what I. Well, that's the first thing I thought when I saw it. What in the blue hell? It was one of those things, and this happens from time to time. So I'm out on the West Coast, right? So meaning that it gets later, you know, in, in, in the evening here than it does in other places. So a lot of times, you know, I'm winding down. You know, it's 10, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. You know, it's it's, it's late. So you assume. The news is over. So I'm just sitting there minding my business, playing a little bit of Madden, which I'm going to talk about in, uh, in a little bit later. And then I see that the the young ladies now from who on No Jumper uh, podcast with Adam 2020, 2020, 2022, 22, Adam 22, Adam 22. I see that he gave them a platform to do their own. Yeah, I think it's called Thought Tales or something, something like that. That's pretty good at marketing. But the Thought Olympics, Thought Amount, Thought something. That's not bad marketing, to be honest with you. Anyway, so it's, it's, it's uh, what, Selena Powell 
you know, the, the professional clout chaser. She's always into something, and she caught, she caught Snoop tripping. Uh, Snoop, I like the way how Snoop tried to play it. Snoop got caught, you know, sending nudes and, 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 and shirtless pics to her, and then tried to say that it was all for, like, a TV show or a web streaming show or a YouTube show, and that show ain't never come out. That show ain't never came out. Yeah, he just got caught slipping. Uh, she brought in um, some other chick. I can't remember what her name is. But uh, she's the one, I think Alize or something. Aliza or something like that. And she's the one that said that she uh, had all sex with seven uh, Phoenix Suns players at the same time while they were all watching in a, in a circle like Kumbaya. Uh, with Devin Booker as, as the star player that he is taking the lead. Uh, Devin Booker now with Kendall Jenner. Um... And so they had on um, a Chief Keefe's baby mama, Slim Danger, who I guess, you know, had a relationship with Takashi 69 to troll him. I, I like, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm up there a little bit. I'm starting to get old. I, don't, I can't really keep up with all of this. But so excuse me if I got some of the, uh, the facts wrong of who's dating who and all of that stuff. But whatever the case, a Slim Danger. Uh, stated that, uh, you know, she she got fl- flew out by, by Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, Odell Beckham, Beckham likes, OBJ likes to be pooped on. And he likes to get selfies with, you know, women on the toilet. And also that he prefers that they don't shower. Now, Odell Beckham uh, sort of replied to it. Didn't deny it, per se. Just kind of poked some fun at it. Uh, which made people believe that it was, you know, possibly true. Just poked a little fun um, at it. What I wanted to talk about was people were like, why would Odell Beckham deal with Slim Danger, who's a little bit facially challenged, you know, when he's Odell Beckham. And he can, you know, he has a very pretty uh, girlfriend, Lolo Wood. And, you know, like, why would he mess with Chief Keith's baby mama, somebody that hangs out with Takashi 69 and they had to be reminded of the legend that is Cat Stacks. Um, some of you don't remember, you know, before Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, before we all had like iPhone 77s and all of this other stuff, uh, when Twitter was just in its infancy, you know, the first real, I don't know what you would call uh, social media clout chaser, you know, was Cat Stacks. Cat Stacks made a... a some YouTube videos and some, some Twitter videos. Actually, I don't even know if Twitter let you do videos back then. I think you just could put the YouTube link where she was talking about how she was with Lil Wayne and the whole crew and Drake and all of this other stuff. And she became famous uh, for those videos. I think she did a lot of world star uh, stuff. And Cat Stacks um, is also a little facially challenged, but she had a long list of rappers and entertainers that she... Uh, did work with. And I want to bring out what Deion Sanders said. Deion Sanders, he called the Dookie Gate. Deion Sanders said that we shouldn't believe Slim Danger because we don't know Slim Danger, but we know Odell Beckham because, you know, we've been following Odell Beckham's career since, you know, LSU or whatever it may be. Um, and I thought that was one of the stupidest things that you could actually tell, like, a group of people. And I'll tell you why. Uh, you don't know anything about these athletes or entertainers. or You don't know anything. Just like you don't know anything about me and I don't know anything about you. Like, you can't base 
you know, your, your off social media, off what people, you know, put out there. If you don't know someone personally, meaning like you can't go up to their door and, you know, knock and come in. You can't call them and have, you know, a 30-minute conversation. You don't know these people. We don't know Odell Beckham no more than we know Slim Danger. You don't know me as, as much as I know you. We don't know Kanye. We don't know Kim Kardashian. We don't know Patrick Mahomes. We don't know Russell Wilson. We don't know Future. We don't know none of these people. We know what we see on social media, what we see when they play in the game, dribbling the basketball. Trust me, there are some things about your favorite athletes that you would be shocked to know. That you're like, no way, not them, yes them. Now, I'm not saying that the man likes to be pooped on or not. I'm just saying that there's no way for us to know if it's true or if it's not true. People have a lot of like different type of fetishes. His fetishes may be a foot, uh, you know, poop fetish. Other people got foot fetishes or, you know, other stuff. You know, it's just everybody got some freak in them. Like, every, think about it. Everything that you like to do, you know, you know, when the lights go off, how many people really know that? Honestly, how many people know that besides, you know, maybe the people that you've been with? How many people know that? Not many. I would hope not. I would hope not. <laughs> Nobody knows what you When you go to work and you talk to Jan and you talk to Tom, I mean, I mean, do you tell them? You say, hey, I like to dress up in, in women's underwear. You say, hey, you know, I like the little 50 shades of gray or what is it, 50 shades of black, 30 shades of green, whatever it may be. Do you tell them that? Do you tell Jim at the office meeting? I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, do you, do you, you know, do you tell them that, hey, me and my wife dressed up as bunnies last night? Oh, you know, my, my wife likes to take the belt out and whip me. You, you don't say that. So they don't know. You know, they don't know you, Jim, from the office. Pam. Dwight. <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know what's going on. I ran out of office uh, characters to talk about. Just, I don't know, man. Here's the thing. In 2020, that was kind of the... That was, I mean, it was interesting, but it's just like it's 2020. I kind of expect to hear a pooping um, story. As long as, it's, as long as it's not illegal, they have age, you know, you're not R. Kelly. Hey, everything's fine. If that's what the man likes, that's what the man likes. And since he didn't really deny it, I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. It's really none of our business. But what happens is, is now the difference between cash stacks time and now is everybody puts their business on social media. So everybody knows what's going on. You have to deal with that all the time. That's why if you ever get involved in something where, you know, you're the next one on the Summer Jam screen, it's just best to be quiet. Don't feed into it because the more you feed into it, it's like a flame. It's like a fire. It's just throwing gasoline on it. Just be quiet. Trust me. I know. The Injustice League. Normally, I'm going to try to have some, some interviews. Uh, I got a few uh, lined up. Um, they're embargoed, but hopefully next week. I'm not going to say no names of who I talk to, but they're, they're going to be interesting. Um, I hope you enjoy them. Um, when we don't have an interview, one of the things that I want to talk about uh, is some social injustice. And there's a lot of social uh, injustice, injustice going on. You know, the cops and the politicians. Like, there's so much... Uh, to talk about, I mean, just you know, what was it? The, the well, we knew Trump, um, uh, we knew Trump, yeah, Trump's a liar, so it's not surprising that he, he 
he lied about what he knew about the uh, about the coronavirus. That shit's like a regular Monday, you know, for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a that's that's a regular Monday, you know, for him. But the story I actually want to talk about is something different. Now, people always say this. I don't know why, because it's really irrelevant. But they always say, you know, why don't you ever talk about when the cops, you know, shoot white people? You know, now granted, it's 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 unlikely. Um, and, you know, if all things being equal, if the same things are happening, it's more likely the, the, the cop is going to shoot the black person than the white person. We know that. Right. Like, let's just be honest. That's just the truth. Right. That's just that's just the way it is. We, we already know that that is the case, right? But I think people sometimes say that that's kind of like an all lives matter, blue lives matter type of, type of deal. With that being said, though, I found a case that was so bad that I wanted to talk about how when we're talking about the cops, like, it's not just, you know, black people. They're pretty much bad all the way around. And the story came from Utah. Now, granted, if you're in Utah, it's already probably a problem. Let's, let's just be honest. Uh, no offense, Donovan Mitchell, but, you know, it, you know, whatever free agency come up, you may want to think about it. Then again, almost every place these days are racist, but whatever the case. In Utah, a mom, white mom, calls the cops, calls 911, and I'm just kind of reading all, off of the story, so I'll make sure I got the, all of the facts right. She calls 911 to request a crisis intervention team. Now, when a crisis, the difference between a crisis intervention team and, say, like just the regular cops is that when you call 911 for a crisis intervention team, a crime is not being committed. Normally, what's happening is there's some sort of mental health issue and they need somebody to come and de-escalate de- it. In this case, she has a 13-year-old son that's uh, autistic, right? And he was having a mental breakdown. Um, and, you know, her being a woman and him being a, a young teen, you know, she requested some assistance. That was it. He's, and, and according to her, she told the, the 911 operator that she wanted them to come out and de-escalate the situation with the most minimal force possible, Right? The cops come out. Now, this kid is 13, right? So, regardless, unless he literally had, like, a shotgun, he's 13 years old. Multiple cops should be able to handle a 13-year-old kid. Whatever the case, the kid, Lyndon Cameron, they get there, they tell the mom to come out, you know, stay outside. Five minutes into it, bam, 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 they shot the kid. 13-year-old aut- autistic boy. Thankfully, because obviously these cops are terrible shooters. He's alive. Okay. Now he was unarmed. Just having a mental breakdown. He's autistic. They told her all of this beforehand. The cops can't handle a 13-year-old white kid. Right? Now I want you to think about that in the grander scheme of things. If you wonder why cops are scared of black people. They can't even handle a 13-year-old autistic kid, white kid, unarmed. They shot him like five times like he was Pac. Shot him like he was Tupac. And they get, you know, to go on paid vacation. I would suggest to people that you stop trying to 
explain yourself to people that wanted the, the you know, oh, he should have complied, oh, he was going for a knife, oh, you don't run away from the cops, oh, he was fighting the cops. I, I just suggest that you stop debating those individuals because sometimes people, they once they have their opinions set, there's really nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do to change how these people feel. And you're just wasting your time. Because anyone that can honestly say someone deserved to be shot seven times in the back, they deserve to be kneeled on their neck for 10 minutes. They deserve to be, you know, put a, a bag over their head when they're outside naked, you know, in the cold while seven cops watch and mock and laugh at them before he died. Anyone that would say to make some rationale for reasoning for that is, is just not a person that you need to be communicating with. It's not a person that you need to be talking to. It's not a person um, that you should really be wasting your time with. Because those people don't care about like the truth. Either they're trolling because, you know, they're whitlocking or whatever it may be, or they actually believe that, which is the scarier, you know, part of it. Like, I see people, and when they talk about, like, say, Jacob uh, Blake, or they talk about George Floyd, they, they, one of the things that when, when black people are assaulted, shot, killed, they like to bring up everything about our past, right? But when the kid goes to Kenosha and you know, murders two protesters, then all of a sudden he's a patriot. Doesn't matter that he's a high school dropout, that he beats women, you know, things like that. His past doesn't matter. He's a patriot. But what happened with Jacob Blake, what happened with George Floyd, then all of a sudden their past for some reason becomes relevant when it's not. You know, my thing has always been this. And every time I try to talk to a racist, which I shouldn't, or someone who has a certain mind state, they never have a good answer for this. I'm like, nobody wants criminals on the street, right? If someone robs me, I want them to go to jail for robbery, right? That That is pretty simple. I don't care if they're black, white, Hispanic, or whatever. If you rob me, I want you to go to jail for robbery. Pull a gun out on me and rob me, I definitely want you to go to jail. There's, there's no issue with that. My issue has always been this. If I was robbed on a Monday by a white guy and I was robbed on a Tuesday by a black guy and I was robbed on Wednesday by a Hispanic guy and I was robbed on Thursday by an Asian guy, which one of those guys are getting out of jail first if all the crimes are the same? You understand? That's the problem. The problem is if a white guy had the same whatever rap sheet is Jacob Blake had the same you know, issues that George Floyd was having, was walking the same as Trayvon Martin, you know, would they get a knee on the neck? Would they get shot seven times? If that situation was reversed, if the cops were called for Jacob Blake and he had his warrant and he had all his other issues going on and he's a white guy dealing with white baby mama, girlfriend issues, and all those cops came, would they have shot him seven times in the back if he was white? 
And here's the thing. Even if you think that they might, you can't be sure. There's a good part of you that's like, eh, I don't think so. I don't know. This, you know, the, the scary part of this type of injustice is that it's not changing. No matter how much we talk about it. Now, I don't get, get to that in a second. But it's not changing. It's not getting better. Seems that should be getting worse. Like I said, I don't know if that's a product of Trump's America and if Biden gets in, things will change. But, but, it doesn't seem to be getting better. It seems to be getting worse. Maybe we just need to reset a year. But granted, I was like, man, 2016, that wasn't great. 2017, man, that, that's, that wasn't a great year either. 2018, man, that's pretty bad. 2019, like, Jesus, it can't get any worse than this. And then 2020 came, so I I don't know. Keep the same energy. At the end of each show, I'm gonna take a couple of topics, maybe one, maybe two, maybe seven. I don't know. Where I feel like people aren't keeping the same energy. And I'm just going to have to call them the task. Because that's frustrating to me. That's why I wanted to name this podcast Keep the Same Energy. Because I don't feel like it's happening a lot. I feel like people just do things, you know, to ride the wave. But I just don't feel like they keep the same energy. So at the end of each show, I'll take a couple of segments, a couple of topics, and just call out some people and then hope that they understand that they really need to keep that same energy. The first, I guess this would be a company and a league that I'm calling out. is the NFL and EA Sports. So I load up my Madden 20 or the Madden 21. I don't know. They always do it like the year in advance. So Madden 21. And I see a graphic. And the graphic says in big bold letters. Be the first, be the one to sign Colin Kaepernick. After four years of not being in the game, um, Colin Kaepernick is now in Madden 21. And they want to make sure that you knew that he was in Madden 21. They made a big announcement on social media. Like I said, big graphic when you loaded up the screen, just in case you didn't know, just in case you hadn't logged on to Twitter. Or saw it on BSO. They wanted to make sure you knew that Colin Kaepernick was in the game. And then on top of that, they made Colin Kaepernick his rating at 81, which is better than I believe they said 15 of the starting quarterbacks in the game. And I just had to laugh because, once again, twofold. First off, Colin Kaepernick's been blackballed. From the actual NFL, no one has signed him in the actual NFL. Second off, when that happened, they blackballed him out of the Madden games, even though he was a, you know, a free agent. There was no reason he wasn't retired. There was no reason he shouldn't have been in the Madden games. But it's 2020 now, and it's cool to... You know, talk about social justice. And it's cool to be 
on Cap's side now. So EA decided this is a way for us to sell more games. <laughs> Once again, it's always dollars and cents. We can sell more games. Let's put we can get some good press. People can think that we're very progressive. We put Colin Kaepernick back in the game. People that like Colin Kaepernick will buy the game. We get more money, and everybody will love us. Now, unfortunately for EA, a lot of us aren't idiots. And we actually knew what they were trying to do. We knew exactly. When you try to sign Colin Kaepernick in, in, in EA on Madden, it says congratulations for signing Colin Kaepernick. Try to sign anybody else that just says, do you really want to do it? <laughs> Are you sure? You got to keep that same energy. We just tell the truth. Just say, hey, man, we know we were wrong. We, you know, he should have been in the game, but, you know, we worked with the NFL, and the NFL didn't like him, so we didn't put him in. Now we put him in, and we want to sell some games, and we're going to pander to you. And I think Colin Kaepernick is one of the, you know, what, what how many quarterbacks in total in the NFL, like 80, maybe 75, 80. I think he's one of the, you know, top 80 quarterbacks in the world. I think it's a, it's a little, you know, it's a, it's a little pandering to the general audience to say that Kyle Kaepernick, who hasn't played in, in four years is bad is, is a top 15 quarterback. I, I understand that Kaepernick has been, blackballed and treated wrong but let's be honest you don't play for three four years it's unlikely that you're just going to come back in and be a top 10 top 15 quarterback than someone that actually played and did well the year before like come on man like like it's just the way that they did it it's the way that they did it and just just be honest just apologize first off like we were wrong to keep him out the game and keep him out the soundtrack for four years. And we're trying to make it up. And here he is at a 70, maybe, instead of an 81. And if you want to bring him in as a backup or whatever, you can build his, you know, his rating up. Just you don't, don't try to act like we don't know what happened. Like I said, the NFL is doing everything but sign Colin Kaepernick. That's the one thing that would have saved them, like, millions and millions of dollars. Didn't have to put, like, in racism in the uh, in the end zone, you didn't need Roger Goodell apologizing and crying in his basement. You didn't need to do all of that. You could have just signed him, and it would have been over. You would have say if you'd have signed him in 2017, 2018, you'd be on the right side of social justice right now. And you wouldn't have to do all of this pandering with EA and lift say who <laughs> playing lift every voice and sing like nobody nobody wants that. Like that's a, another conversation for another day. But I'm just tired of symbolism in hashtags like it's not getting the job done you know putting black lives matter you know on the street on a court is just not get it's not doing what needs to be done not when they still just shooting people every other day and they still beating protesters and stuff like that i'm just tired of the symbolism i saw somebody selling uh jewelry you know like black lives matter jewelry Black Lives Matter jewelry. Give me that. Mm. Sorry, my dog is trying to eat something and choking. <laughs> hey, these these podcasts are real. These are actual things that happen. So I'm just tired of the same. Was Brianna Khan 
Like, it's Comic-Con. Like, come on. Like, you really making Brianna-Con where there's, like, a Brianna burger and stuff. Like, I mean, come on now. It's just, it's, it's very frustrating. And then also, someone that needs to keep that same energy is, and, and I'm using Kurt Herbstreet as an example, but it really is for any white person that does this, right? When it, let, me, let me give you the example based off what Kurt did. Kurt was on, you know, uh, college game day, right? Went on college game day and he started crying. He started crying about racial injustice and how black people have to be aware of the cops when they get pulled over and stuff. That he started boohooing on that. And he got all of this praise for crying, right? And the only thing I could think of was that, hmm. Her Herb Street said that when Kaepernick was kneeling, it made him more proud of the anthem in our country. Uh, the only thing I remember is Kurt Herb Street um, saying that a black player who, you know, gave the finger to some fans that were heckling him should be thrown out of college football. But with Baker Mayfield, who's been arrested and was holding his junk at people, was just, you know, he was being boys being boys and being a great leader. But he cried you know, about black people's problems and he was looked at as a white savior. Uh, same thing happened with Drew Brees. Remember Drew Brees, military, 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 got some pushback and then all of a sudden he wanted to be an ally after hanging out with Trump. Now, I say this to say that people can change. They can. They, they can. I'm not saying that people can't change. I've tried to change, you know, things that I've done wrong in my life or had, you know, bad opinions of. I get that. I get that people can change. The thing that I always kind of just raise a rock eyebrow to is this, is that racism is really something at an early age you should know is not a good thing. Like, you understand what I'm saying? You should know, you know, racism, police brutality, uh, prejudice, discrimination, the way the educational system is, the, the, the policing, the justice system. Like, this is not something that you have to get, like, old to understand. Even as a white person. I understand it doesn't affect you. But Colin Kaepernick in 2016 said, I'm not kneeling against the military. I'm not kneeling against the anthem. I'm kneeling because the anthem uh, does not really uh, reflect what's going on in our country there's dead bodies in the streets. The police are brutalizing us. There's racism all over the place. And he said that clearly in 2016. And I know Kurt Herbstreit heard him. I know Drew Brees heard him. What changed in the years now? What's changed between 2016 and 2020? The cops are still doing the same thing. It hasn't changed. I mean, they, they were protesting, you know, Michael Brown is protesting Eric Garner. I mean, you know, Trayvon Martin. I mean, those things happen. Going all the way back to Rodney King. Like, I know people like Kurt Herbstreit and others understand that those were happening. I know they're aware of it. Is it just now you're catching the wave? It's cool in 2020 to cry? Is it cool to, you know... I'm Like I said, I don't think you should get an applause for recognizing something that's been out there forever. I don't think you should get praise 
just because you realize that black people have been getting screwed. We the ones that should be crying. You two should be doing the helping. Kurt Hershey has a big platform. I get it. Him crying brought a lot of eyes to the table. But is he still going to vote for Trump like he did last time? Yeah. Make sure you keep that same energy. Be sure to check out the website, blacksportsonline.com. Register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSOTV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative for all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.